1: Hi, you are listening to Nobody Cares. Um, I'm your host, Auntie Donahue. I am the person who created this podcast. So this is me, the voice of God. Uh, I have such an exciting show for you today because our guest, Janelle Dennis, is here from New York. I haven't seen her in two years, which is bananas and fundamentally upsetting. And she has a topic that I don't, don't fully understand, but am so psyched to dig into because in my heart and in my mind it's what I should have been if I wasn't a forensic pathologist in my other life. Janelle. Oh my God. I wasn't sure if I should stay quiet or not. Like, no, the thing about my podcast is don't talk. Just sit in the corner (laughs) and then just nod. And then if you have something nice to say about like my hair or my makeup, then you just say it. hair and makeup both look very nice. So do yours, actually. Uh, uh, You're just like living your dream. You have a fork as a ring. Yeah, Pacific Mall, Toronto. Yes. Okay. So can you please tell me and our faithful listeners? Mm What is attraction
0: psychology and why are you obsessed with it? It's exactly how you said that you don't really understand it. I don't really understand it. Cool. (laughs) Great times here. Uh, But attraction psychology, to me, pretty much just the psychology behind why people are attracted to other people.
1: Oh. So, like, is this an – wait, is this, like, an actual field? (laughs) Yeah.
0: I guess so. Okay. Like there's. I'm sure if you were to look up some scholarly articles and journals, they would be there. But my knowledge of it comes from YouTube videos and newsletters and uh, – oh, this sounds so horrible. But, like, I guess people that could have gotten to pick up artistry but didn't and so they're – Relationship coaches and oh, that kind of stuff, but also uh psychology articles that say, "Oh, well, people are into this kind of smell or people are into this and that. I just love knowing. I just love finding out what makes people like other people. Have you always been
1: interested in that?
0: Yeah, ever since I was little, I always like I always wanted to know who other people's crushes were. Really? Over my own, like, oh my I just God. find it so. Like, I find it so. You know when you're in a conversation and you can really tell what you what you're really interested in, based on how excited you get when yes. someone else brings yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. So whenever someone else brings up, oh, I I kind of like this person. <gasps> I'm so uh, all like I could talk about someone's crush for. Sure. You are Always. good to talk about crushes with because I think I we, we had dinner last
1: time. I remember being like, I have a crush on so and so, and like it, it is now null and void. But mm, yeah. I remember we went in on like you went in on that. Like you were so good at analyzing and being like, here is what I think, and here is what I think about him, and here's blah blah blah. Like you, I mean, you don't go to school for psychology though, no. But you do go to school for is it it's human resources? Yeah, human resource development, which you could argue is another extension of relationship psychology.
0: Yeah, like almost like a matchmaking kind of thing, but between people and their professions. Yeah.
1: I should have just been a matchmaker. I mean, I think you would have been a good matchmaker. Mm -hmm. So, like, when we talk about I think we're, like our culture and hashtag society mm. are very interested in being like armchair psychologists. Like I watch and read Mindhunter, and I was like, I get it. <laughs> like, and a friend of mine, ex um, boyfriend, is like a hashtag monster, and I no. am like, <laughs> he is totally Ted Bundy. I can figure it out, blah blah blah. Yeah. But I think we all like to feel like we understand things that we don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. But relationships and the way we interact with other people, that is kind of something we really can understand because we all do that all the time. Yeah. Um, At what point did you decide not to go for psychology in school and instead make it something that was a passion outside of your, like, academic realm?
0: Mm, Well, I think I tried it. Well, I actually did my undergrad in social work with the intention of becoming a marriage family therapist. Wow. (laughs) I did not know that.
1: Yeah. I mean, that would have been a heavy day to day.
0: Yeah, I I ended up doing an internship in uh, settlement counseling, so for immigrants, new immigrants to Canada. And it was really, really, yeah, it was really heavy. Yeah. Really uh, got burnt out very quick yes. and realized that it wasn't for me at all and then pivoted into HR. But yeah, the marriage and family therapy, it's so ironic because I've never been in a relationship for longer than a few months you know what? I actually think that's a trend that like is is quite prevalent. I
1: myself included. Really? Yeah, like I I'm like a gray area queen. Some of my closest friends are like I've never had like a long, long relationship. Like I think it's much more common than we actually let on.
0: Yeah. Maybe, maybe the people like us that know or interested or we're so interested in it that we can't fully you know, lose yourself in it. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's like when people like explain sexting, and I'm like, how do you just lose? I can't. I can't <laughs> imagine. Just I'm like, you're on the phone though. Like, how do you not know that? It's like you can't. We're too. We're too into
0: the uh, study of the mind and like analyzing and over analyzing. Yeah, it's such a science though. Because even how you like with sexting, like I've done it before, but it, it's I don't know because. For me, it's more of the attention. Oh, like, interesting. Even on dating apps, like I've never gone on a date off a dating app, but I've me been either. on them. Okay. And it's, I don't even have to go on the dates because it's just that once I get the attention, it, it's good enough for me.
1: Do you find that the more you start to, to learn about the psychology behind the way we interact, the more, I don't want to say like, Manipulative because I don't mean that as like a pejorative. I just mean it in the sense of like you know how to work a situation to your advantage and like or an interaction to your advantage. Like have you found that you've been getting like maybe more concise or better at like even establishing your own friendships and relationships based on what you know through psychology?
0: Probably not the friendships part. But <laughs> relationship stuff, like the leading up to it, the actual attraction part before the actual relationship – I've kind of, I guess, reverse engineered, so a lot of the stuff that I like reading about, it'll always tell me things that, oh, guys, like when uh, you don't text back at blah, 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 this certain amount of time, or you wait a little bit, and it's all things that I've already been doing, Mm -hmm. just – not being a great texter or communicator <laughs> in that way. And then looking back and being like, oh, that's why this person responded like this then. Or that's why this person was into me when they thought I wasn't into them because I actually wasn't into them. And it's just like looking back and just be having that epiphany. Yeah, have you like found that, I mean, I think when
1: we talk about relationship psychology or or like culture in itself there's that whole there's a lot of like he's just not that into you like mythology and then Mm. like actual patterns that humans do respond to like literally clinically has been proven so have you been able to decipher between
0: the two of those based on like what you've taught yourself I think so. I think a lot of it... There's so many parallels. It's The more you read about it, the more you'll realize how tied in it is to even just basic marketing mm. techniques. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this term... I forget. Oh, it's called the Zagernick effect. Have you heard of that? No. What's that? So it's like the psychology behind To Be Continued. Oh. So it's a psychologist back in the day, a female psychologist, I don't remember her first name, but her last name was Zagernick, And... The theory is that you remember something more when it's unfinished. Yes. So it's kind of that cliffhanger. It's the whole psychology behind why we love cliffhangers and all of that. So when you incorporate that into your own uh, everyday and relationship, uh, like your lives and your relationships, I think it works because I've realized times that I've had it done to me. Like when you're having a – like leaving – Leaving on a high note, yeah,
1: yeah. So even ha- wanting
0: more, not wanting to leave. Yeah, yeah. So when you're having a great conversation, and then someone's like, "Oh, I have to go," and, you're like, oh, and you can't stop thinking about it. That's such an interesting. I mean, that's that's true. Like, because
1: even the best love stories, the most famous love stories, mm-hmm. have that like little.
0: Like dot dot dot. You have to. You have to. Yeah. Even in uh television writing, all of that, you have to incorporate that.
1: Like Pam and Jim on the office got boring once they got married. Yeah, yeah. And then they and tried we- to bring in that cameraman guy and it was
0: like, What is this? Yeah, and wasn't he with um what was Rashida Jones's character? Karen. I loved that uh aside yes. relationship.
1: Yes, that was I actually like their relationship
0: better than Pam and Jim Because yeah. I
1: liked Karen better than
0: Pam. Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah, she was more interesting. Yeah, and she like went to work and stuff. But, oh my god, Alex is like seconds from ripping his headphones off <laughs> and just like mashing the pad of.
0: <laughs> oh, controls. he's a Pam, Pam, Pam guy. He loves Pam.
1: He's like, sobbing right now silently. Yeah. It's very
0: upsetting. Was he so, okay? So, how you just said that you liked. Karen Moore. Yes. Why?
1: I liked Karen Moore. Do you want to know know why? (laughs) Um, I think because I see more of myself in her because she was career focused and Pam never was. Like Pam was and then she just kind of dropped it as soon as she got married and had kids and like I've – like I'm cool with marriage. Like I could – if I met a guy that I think was great and made me actually happy, I – would probably be able to do it, but like I don't want kids, so I'll like immediately as soon as a character in television has kids, I'm like, oh. <laughs> like it's not like I'm mad at it, but I'm yeah. like, oh, I can't really relate to your trajectory anymore because whatever. I think we like to put ourselves in characters, and we because we like to feel like we're identified.
0: Yeah, that's actually similar a similar reason to why I liked her, really, because she seemed like more an individual. Yeah. than Pam and Pam just seemed like. She, it was just all about Jim.
1: Yeah, everything was about. I, I always feel a little bit weirded out when somebody's whole ethos is another person.
0: Yeah, and in attraction psychology, that's something that is unattractive, right? Is it for, for like the other person? Yeah, even though I guess from a evolutionary standpoint, we want someone to be devoted to us, mm-hmm. and you need to feel that you know that security. But from a, I from a more animal instinctual place we actually don't that's not what we're you know innately attracted to
1: i mean i think that's true i think as soon as like and i i wonder if age has something to do with it because like when you are a teen and you watch romeo and juliet and they're so obsessed with each other that they like die because they can't be with each other in that they've known each other for 48 hours And then Titanic even. And, like, Mm -hmm. they're so young and they're they're in love and they're obsessive and yada yada and it's so romantic. But I watch it as an adult and I'm like, this is the most unhealthy dynamic I've ever (laughs) seen in my life. I would be bummed out so much if some – like – Get on the lifeboat. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Share
0: the door. What the fuck? And the thing with those movies and those novels, we never get to see how it would have ended up if they had stayed together. Imagine Romeo and Juliet if they didn't die. And then they're just, <sighs> you know, sitting in the courtyard, sipping on a, mm-hmm. you know, matcha tea latte. Yeah
1: fighting He's about so boring. like I we would hate it or Jack, like and, Jack Rose. and Rose yeah What do you think they'd even they get a shit mm. apartment in like the village yeah. She'd leave him immediately because he'd be banging some like he'd, woman he was drawing Definitely have an affair for yeah. sure and then she would
0: be like back up in the upper tier and there would be that resentment depending on how cuz we'd have to assume that she pulled him onto the raft and that on the driftwood and then that's how they survived yeah. If there's some resentment on Jack's part being like Oh, well, she should have – if he has a shitty life, she should have just let me die. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Did you start – She's like, I saved him and look how he treats me. Right? And he would
1: have treated her bad. He was a drifter. He's like Johnny Castle and Dirty Dancing. (laughs) He had no life. Like, it was all weird. Anyways, so when you were a kid, at what point did you realize that this was actually something that you could tangibly care about and invest your interest in as opposed to just, like, a fleeting – I like knowing who so-and-so likes?
0: Hmm. I don't know if I ever made that connection at a young age, that it was something tangible. Really? I guess for more myself, I—okay, this is maybe getting a little bit too deep. But for a lot of my childhood, I thought that I was asexual. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Because I didn't have a crush. Or no, I had, like, crushes, but not to anyone in real life.
1: Oh. Well, I think that makes sense, though, because if— and, I mean, I don't want to speak for you by any stretch. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, me tell
0: me tell you what you I what, think.
1: I want to hear me it. Let tell you what I actually think. I understand that, though, because I remember I only had, like, a couple crushes in elementary school. Granted, they were obsessive, like, probably very, like, he will be my everything. Um, <laughs> but I think when you are introduced to, like— love interests via teen mags or movies or television, they embody all of the things so that the real-life version of whoever it is you're interested in is very, very disappointing because
0: they're so human.
1: Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, because I'd say my... Most of my crushes were on cartoon characters. <laughs> okay, that's a real thing,
1: though. <laughs> is it? Yeah, that is a very real thing. It's like, I think, um, I mean, BuzzFeed in itself has commodified that whole idea. But I mean, like, I think... Felix the cat. Felix, oh, so, like, would you, your characters were, like, not Anim- just male characters. <laughs> they were <was>, like, animals. <laughs> that's, but uh, that is fair. I think also, like, maybe you were just figuring out who you felt comfortable having feelings for. I don't, think this, I don't think that's wrong. I don't think anything about that is weird. Uh, there's a literal woman who is married
0: to the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. I mean, you're not that. I'm and if you're listening,
1: that. miss, no,
0: no hard feelings. <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's a very sexy structure. I see. Okay, I see the
1: appeal. Yeah. It's a real documentary. My friend and I watched it.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. She's in
1: love with the Berlin Wall and the Eiffel Tower. And this was a whole thing on like um, – they're mostly women and they're in love with – like objects like they believe they are like the Berlin Wall is like they
0: believe it's got like a spirit see that? okay I really need to see this it's this very right interesting up my alley. it's really interesting so did the, in the documentary were they psychologically analyzed it all
1: you know what? I watched it a couple of years ago, and at the time, I had very horrible acid reflux and heartburn. And I only I remember drinking coconut water, and trying oh. to focus, just be like, just pass the minutes by, and then you can take another tums. So I don't. All I remember was the um, Char- checkpoint Charlie lady who was working that, like, as the tour guide, um, got into a bit of an argument with the woman who was in love with the Berlin Wall because checkpoint Charlie lady was like, "This is a." Um, a symbol of our like oppression and it was very horrible and da 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 and the woman's <laughs> like don't you think it's maybe misunderstood and the woman's like no the whoa yeah it's misunderstood yeah it's very interesting wow I leave you guys with that when I go to break for a hot second hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith co-star of my upcoming film If only in theaters May 17th Do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And we're back from a break. And now that you've all had, now I've had time to digest... Checkpoint Charlie. So who was – if you don't mind me asking, like – and I don't want to pry into your personal life if you're just like – No, no, no. Pry. I love it. Oh, okay. See, I hate it. So there we go. Um, When did you have your first, like, crush at school? Hmm. And what was it about that person?
0: When I look back, I think I tried to manufacture some crushes that weren't real. I remember there was a a guy named Kyle and – I no 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 his name is Aaron. Yeah, it was Aaron. And I was a, I was huge into trading cards, so Pokémon cards. Very cool. Goosebumps cards was a thing in oh, my school. Okay. And I had quite the collection, but he had a amazing collection. And I wanted to trade cards with him and I I think I was attracted to this, how many cards he had and and um he was really nice and traded me some of his uh really good ones for my shitty ones so that i liked him but it was based on that mostly well i mean that is the stuff of love power (laughs) you were attracted to power which is crazy because now and like now i'm not even attracted to guys with money so i don't understand what was happening there in my brain i mean anybody who has a bankable Goosebumps card collection. <laughs> it's certainly <laughs> worth a phone call on my books, even to this day. <laughs> but I, I think, well, well, you from knowing me, you know about my Boy Meets World, my side Boy Meets World obsession. Yeah. We almost, that was, we were going to talk about either that or this. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's maybe some overlap because my biggest crush, and this wasn't even in real life, it was Eric Matthews from Boy Meets World. Who you have met. Yes. You have met him. Two years ago. Yep. And uh, he knows who I am. I'm so happy. He does. And he should. Yeah. I hope he's uh, listening. Yeah. He's married now. He just got married. I don't give I a, a shit. I care, in this room, no one's married. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think um, being so obsessed with Eric and it was just his personality and how funny he was. And there wasn't really any funny kids in my school. Right. And I'm so attracted to like, the, yeah, just someone who's funny and that goofy personality. I always love a goofball. And no one could compare to Eric. So I'm like, no one compare. There's This doesn't exist in real life. Well, I mean, it doesn't really.
1: And so, of course, yeah. you. it's like—and it's also—I don't know. I think there's this weird rush— to like we write off our like celeb crushes or we write off like the crushes like to Felix the cat or yada yada like mm. and there's like that shaming quality involved where it's just like, well, no, you have to like this person. Or you have to date like this or you have to like has to look this way. But it's like all of those experiences that you had were responsible for you being the person you are now and liking the kind of people you do now. Mm-hmm. And like I don't think that just because – yeah, sure, Eric Matthews may not have gone to your school but – that still doesn't discredit the impact he had on you. And also sometimes Big those impact. crushes are safer than liking someone who is, you know, a bit of a cad on the school grounds. <laughs> I just think there's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's value in all of it. So that's, I mean, did you, have you always been like, open about like i took me forever to have a real crush because all of you suck or was it one of those things where you were like oh fuck i just want to like have a real crush that i can get excited about the school dance with yada yada
0: yeah i don't think i ever talked about it really it was just when other people were talking about their crushes i'd be like yeah yeah he's cute yeah I used to do that, but
1: I was my thing was I was afraid that the guy that I liked would find out that I liked him.
0: Oh, so
1: yeah. I remember in grade four, I had the longest crush on this guy named Chris Wall, who's like married with kids now. So sorry, yes, it's over for me, <laughs> Chris Wall. But I remember, I, like, I met him in grade two. I was like. At least, love of my life. He reminded me of JTT, and I was Ooh. like, I love him so much. Was it the the
0: looks? I, the I know looks. it's weird because we're talking about kids. No, but. no, no. <laughs> it was like the
1: looks, and um, like they had like the same like little smirk, like um, and when, it's very like non threatening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you're like, I love him, and I, w- I sat on that information for like two years, and then one day at school, I told. Julia Robiton, that I liked Chris Wall. And she told Katie Zabricus, who told Amy Normore, who was, like, the loudest girl. And she stood at the front of our line because we were waiting to go in. And she said, and Donahue likes Chris Wall. No! And Chris Wall didn't like me. And it was the most traumatic. Like, I, to this day, think I'm so secretive about like whenever I like a guy now, I'm very, very like don't tell anyone. Like my friends yeah. are like, Jesus Christ, you're 32, and I'm like, he might not like. Me. Don't don't tell
0: anyone. And that gives me chills hearing that story. That's my ultimate nightmare. It was a nightmare putting <laughs> yourself out there, and then yeah, it's a nightmare mm-hmm. even to this day.
1: Like I will play down a crush so like to the point where I think they'll be like, I don't think he likes me very much, and I'm like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: those are formative experiences. Yeah, they're very scary. Yeah, and it's so weird because now the whole culture is leaned towards, uh, you know, being thirsty yeah. and showing your thirst. And, and I'm
1: terrified of doing that. <laughs> when did your um, approach to, like, crushes or, like, even, I don't know, dating sounds weird when you talk about being a teen and stuff. But, I mean, I'll I'll use yeah. it. But when did that begin to shift for you?
0: Like, when did I start to date? When did, or what, yeah, or when did you start to take
1: all of the things you had learned about crushes and relationships mm-hmm. via psychology 101 and app- and begin applying it to yourself?
0: Mm, I don't think I applied it to myself until maybe college. Really? Yeah. What Not do- to myself. I don't know. It's a weird uh, – maybe cuckolding is the wrong term to use, but it's very external. Like the my relationship to – or my obsession with it is – Outside of myself. So it's like other people. Yeah. But um, I'd say for prom, so this was uh, around Laguna Beach (gasps) times.
1: Oh, I just (laughs) marathoned at this point, I know you did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it was around Laguna Beach times. And remember, they were doing uh, promposals. Mm -hmm. And so that was a big thing at at my school. So people were doing promposals, but not a lot of people were doing it yet. And so this is maybe when I had probably. My first real crush in real life that I could remember. Okay, and it was this guy Sean Satio. Uh, I have him on Facebook now. He's running. He's the leader of the Green Party cool. in somewhere in Saskatchewan. Oh, uh, yeah, he's a good guy. He's doing. He's doing well for himself. Good for him. Yeah, and he was on the track team, and I was friends with like the track guys, and I had a crush on him. But kind of like you, I didn't. Maybe only one or two people knew because I just didn't want anyone to know. I didn't want to face that rejection at all. <laughs> and somehow it got ugh, somehow it got out to him, but. <sighs> it turned out he had a crush on me back. Oh, that's magical. Yeah, and so then that f- for the first time I'm like, I have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that at the best it's feeling? Like the grinch, uh, I-, I could feel my heart growing three sizes. I'm like, wow, this is oh my god, it works. It- this whole thing works and works for me. And um I remember, you know how people used to do the three-way phone calling where yeah, someone <laughs> Oh god, attack. oh my god. Yeah. So then I would be silent on the phone while they're talking to him. And then...
1: <laughs> I remember we did that with ICQ. We'd pretend that somebody was like... Eric would be like, hey, I'd be at my best friend's house. And she'd like be sitting on this guy, Mark, I was in, like, in love with. Aww. And you'd be like... Yeah, like, um, Anne's coming over later. Like, what do you think of her? And I'd be, like, sitting there. And then he inevitably, because it was the most disastrous six-year stretch between me and him of all time, Mm. um, he would say something terrible.
0: (laughs) And I would be, like,
1: no! (laughs) And then we'd get drunk at a party, scream at each other. And then, like, the next day on ICQ, him be, like, I just like you. I just don't even know what to do about that. And I'd be, like, yeah, it was the worst. It was, like, that— that's in my. That's a literal whole chapter in the book that's coming out in September. But because it was. This so, sounds
0: like Laguna Beach itself. Like you're the Kristen Cavallari. You know what? I wished
1: I was, but I was totally more the Jessica, which is <laughs> a <laughs> massive bummer to admit. But I have to be Aww. truthful. I wish I was. I still wish I was like Kristen. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm a bit like Kristen right now, but that's okay. <laughs> so, at what point for you did you actually start to like? be the matchmaker slash, like, I'm assuming relationship listener slash whisperer to your friends? Because
0: it's, when did that begin? That probably began in high school, but definitely ramped up in college and afterwards. Really? So as soon as I found out who someone liked, then that's when the investigation – oh, I wish – you know, social media, if we had all of the things that we have now back then, I could have pulled out – oh, the possibilities would be – Same. Endless. Like, I was just going off of Facebook and just in-person, old-school observation –
1: Ooh. So, like, you would watch their interactions.
0: Yeah, but on the—so a lot of times it was for my female friends. So mm-hmm. watch the guy and kind of—and be the person that's interviewing them. and Be like, so, like, what—and just get them to talk. Oh, one of my tactics was to get them to talk about their celebrity crushes. Oh, my God. And everything that they like about them and why they like that. And then kind of transmute that into real life. And then tell oh, so like he likes uh out of all the friends, he likes Monica more because uh she's not as, you know, unstable as Phoebe and this and this and then it was actually very useful data points, useful information. Yeah, like I honestly Like, okay, Cupid.
1: Yeah. It, like you kind of pioneered the way we like I guess date now in that way where you like you acquire information and then I think I mean I'm the worst human alive. So I'm like, I changed for no one and I'll kill you. Um, But I think there is that you can get
0: tempted to change yourself based on something you learn. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge risk factor. Um, But I think I was really good at finding the aspects about the person that they already liked and, and being able to say, okay, well, you know, you're already like this. So just play up those aspects of your personality. Did it work? I think so. Like for Even for some—I don't want to out anybody in my real life, but I always know when somebody likes somebody. Really? And um, so one of my good friends who's been in a, a relationship with this person for a couple years, I was the first person to tell her this guy is— he loves you. He's in love with you. She's like, no, there's no way. We're just friends, and we just work together. And he hate, and they would go through all these ups and downs. She's like, I think he actually hates me. I'm like, no, that's not what it is. Trust me. And yeah, now they're in love, and they've been together a couple years. And yeah, i so I gave her advice based on that because they were both really stubborn, and he didn't want to let her know that he liked her and um so basically yeah. you are like
1: mind hunter but in terms of the I'm way people think mind hunter you're a mind hunter because that's what even like criminal psychology is where you speak to a person and that person and this is basically everything i've just learned from books and the netflix everyone so if you are a real mind hunter please weigh in um, <laughs> but you acquire information You see the way that information applies to, like, their life and circumstances around them. Mm -hmm. And then it's like – I, again, don't want to use the term manipulate a situation. But you almost do to acquire more information by being like – I don't know. If you started being like, let's see if he likes so-and-so. But you don't want to say, do you like so-and-so? You start talking about someone totally unrelated that drives you crazy and you hate them. And then be like, anyways, so-and-so has been a lifesaver. I've been able to talk to her all about that.
0: And then they're like, oh, yeah, like – yeah, I was always that person that saying, "Oh, well, you know," just kind of subliminally, yeah. adding things about that person and kind of a, a feedback loop. So, how yeah. you mentioned manipulation, I guess it kind of is positive manipulation. Correct? There's a difference. I see it as like an old school in-person algorithm. Right. So you're give I'm getting information from you. You're giving me all these informations that information that I'm. I'm f- from different points that I'm using then to then suggest, you know, targeted ads that yes. appeal to you. Yes. That will, you know, it's not an evil. Uh,
1: it's not. It's also like it's in inform- it's not like you're using the information to, you know, put it in a file folder and then pull it out to ruin someone's life. Yeah, no, no, It's not like you're vindictive in your acquirement. It's almost like you're Emma from Sense and Sense I uh, No, Emma from Emma. Jesus Christ, sorry. <laughs> or Cher from Clueless. Ooh, Cher from Clueless. Because that's what, like, that entire story is based on her ability to understand how other people interact.
0: Yeah. How did I never put that together before? And then at the end, uh, Paul Rudd, she she didn't know the whole time that Paul Rudd was... a. Uh... Her guy. Her, yeah. yeah. Or that they even liked each other. And
1: like she get because she uses – like she acquires the information for Miss Geist and the other teacher and they bring them together. And then she's able to read Dee's and Murray's relationship so well. yeah, And then she's able to like – I mean she knows that guy's into Ty but doesn't want him to be. And then she misreads – like she doesn't even notice that like – that terrible guy who loves the cranberries is totally into her instead of into Ty. It's so interesting. Yeah.
0: Sure. Oh my God, I'm sure. You're never sure that that would happen. Well, I mean, get into it. Yeah. The thing is, um, I. So it started out with mostly doing that with my female friends, but as maybe in my 20s, it shifted so. With my guy friends, I'm always helping them out and with their crushes, which is – I get so much information from that.
1: Oh, I love information. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it. It feels so juicy.
1: It is so good. Yeah. Except I don't use it for good all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I will store it in a file folder and be like, I'll keep on to this one day. I won't forget. Like, I have like, the, good to know. Good to know. I'd like, d- all right. Well, if you ever fuck with me, then now we have this information that I will put somewhere. <laughs> like, it's, I'm very, I'm a Virgo. Mm-hmm. So I mean, a lot of serial killers are also Virgo. <laughs> 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 now that I want to go out on a killing spree, <laughs> let's just make that perfectly clear. But there is a calculation to the way I, I think. Sometimes I interact not with my close friends. Yeah. Um, Do you know what your moon sign? Oh, wait, no, there's the sun and the
0: moon, right? So I'm,
1: um, yeah, I'm a Virgo. Then I'm a Cancer rising, mm. and I'm an Aquarius moon. That's a lot of.
0: Personally, i know i mean are we surprised
1: that i have a podcast (laughs) and that i need attention
0: (laughs) are we shocked that i am so calculating
1: (laughs) yeah i always
0: say i don't believe in it but i am a cancer with a capricorn moon and for the readings that my friends have done with me it pretty much explains me to a t along with my uh uh, Myers-Briggs and all that. Oh, see, I don't get... I, my Myers-Briggs
1: is like, you're a dictator. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> no. And then I watch The Godfather and I'm like, I relate to Don Corleone. His uh, life is <laughs> hard. <laughs> kill a horse. It's very difficult. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to rapid fire this um, because, goddamn, this uh, half hour flew by, actually. Oh, my mm. God. I know. God, Janelle, I love you. Never leave again. I know you oh, live in New York, but we'll get to that in a second. I won't leave. Um, okay, so... First and foremost, what's the favorite lesson that you've learned about the about basically human interaction through your years of observation?
0: You said my favorite lesson? Yeah. Um, uh, this is – it sounds so cliche. But my favorite lesson is that despite all – everything that I'm picking up or everything that I'm reading, everyone is an individual mm-hmm. that they're – what they're personally attracted to is going to come from, you know, nature and nurture. So their environment and who was around them, their parents. We don't have time to get into that. but That's uh, another podcast episode. Yeah, what their relationship with their mom and dad were like, what their mom and dad even look like, which is a little bit creepy. No, it's, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is oddly true. I've been into guys that weirdly look a little bit like my mom. Really? Yeah, and I didn't realize it until recently. That's interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, all right. Now, what do you wish that you'd known when you were younger that maybe would have made things a little bit easy for you throughout, like the transition into adulthood?
0: I wish when I was younger I wasn't so scared about what, like, what I thought. So even how I thought that. I was possibly asexual and that I didn't like anybody. Which is a valid way to be. Like, yeah, There's I, a lot of asexual people. Yeah, and I was so scared about that because I just thought that it meant that I was crazy.
1: No! <laughs> there's tons of asexual people living their cool asexual lives. And yeah,
0: now I would kill to be asexual.
1: You, you know how much power? Uh, listen, all I you know have? is that... I still remember when Chris Wall wore his all denim outfit in grade four and got chased around the schoolyard being made fun of for not wearing joggy pants. So I'm like, <laughs> so I've I've only ever known a life <laughs> <and laughs> dictated entirely by, by hormones. The weirdest no, it's always too like the like he's wonderful. And then you get into the bad boy years, but that's another story. Mm. What's the biggest myth you think about relationships that we buy
0: into? I think the biggest myth is this is going to sound a little bit uh, cynical, but um, there's a lot of uh, emphasis placed on kind of the de- how we talked about Romeo and Juliet, the mm-hmm. devotion and mm-hmm. how if you will do anything for a person. And honestly, I think that's a little bit overrated. I think the best relationships are the ones where you kind of take your space and you live your separate individual lives A little bit. Oh, totally. you know, you break and build rapport. Yes. So, like, you build it up, but then there's a little bit of a break. It doesn't have to be anything serious, but um, just, like, shaking it up a little bit. um, I think that makes for a a longer-lasting, more fulfilling relationship than just someone that... Pretty much, I think, unconditional love isn't as... Um, commonplace as we think it is. I don't, I don't think, think anyone really no, has it.
1: I don't. I know I don't. Like, I know that sounds cruel, but I also just basically painted myself a like serial killer about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that's also why I don't want kids, because I just don't mm-hmm. have that chip. I don't think I have it in me. That's how I feel, too. Yeah. Have you ever seen We Need to Talk About Kevin? No, I read the book, though. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you know. And that was enough. Yeah. And... You no, know, I'm I don't good. Want to raise a Kevin. No, I'm good with like liking my friends' kids and being like the aunt.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because then you get to leave and separate yourself. from That it. is a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. I go
1: over to my best friend's house about once a week now. She's a newborn, and like, I love him because he's basically like my nephew. But it's also like, oh, this is a lesson in like. I'm good not doing this, and then people are like it's different if it's yours. It's like, bitch, it's my body and my brain. Yeah. Also, I can picture your kid. Your kid would be a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> no, and I would probably just be like, you're outshining me in a hand.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> How dare you? I'd be basically like Betty Davis in like her mo- her most terrifying roles. Yeah. Who's your favorite celebrity couple?
0: Ooh, um, Will! I gotta say, uh, Will, Will and Jada. Oh, cool! Yeah. yeah, Even despite you know, I've my whole family thinks that Will is gay, but um, I don't know if I believe that. I still love Will and Jada's relationship.
1: Yeah, I always figure like whatever they have is working for them, and yeah. it looks nice, and they seem happy. So cool. Yeah, I used to like uh, Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt. Yeah, we but, actually were just talking about that at when I at the CBC today. Just to, where we were like, what do you think happened? And then I was like, yeah. "I don't know." <laughs> yeah, that was surprising. It was a shocker. We were all we were all
0: surprised. I was
1: obviously whispering
0: in that tone. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wait, no, I didn't know my my number one couple is uh, Remy Ma and Papoose.
1: Oh, I yeah. don't even know. Like, illuminate me on this one because I didn't know they were together.
0: Yeah, so they've been married for a while. Both rappers from New York and. Uh, I think for Valentine's Day last year, they had a... So they coordinate a lot. They yeah. wear matching things. Yeah. Like he'll wear matching oh my fur Oh matching hair. I, it's all coming back to me right now. So um, they interviewed them. He, they interviewed Papoose about what, he, what attracted him to Remy Ma. Yeah. And his answer... They made a meme out of it now. He's like, uh, she came in the room and she was uh, rude to everybody in the room. And I thought, I really like her. <laughs>
1: I love that. I also feel like my future husband standing. will say that about me.
0: <laughs> she came in the room. Think she's a serial killer. Um, and who's your celebrity crush now? Honestly, it's still a little bit Eric Matthews, just retroactively, of course, the character naturally. Um, I said that to someone the other day, and um, they were. I didn't get a good reaction from it. Michael Scott from The <gasps> Office.
1: Oh, Steve Carell or Michael Scott.
0: The character Michael uh, Scott. The character Michael Scott. I have a crush on characters, and it's a really bad. It's really bad. You know what though? I, it's fine. They who yeah. cares? They exist for a reason. Yeah. I
1: mean, listen. We also, sometimes life is shit, and it's easier just to like be like, I'm gonna have feelings for a character. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine.
0: Yeah. I guess my other crush is Michael B. Jordan because obviously, <sighs> yeah, we all have a crush on Michael yeah. B. Jordan. and but, he's into anime, he and is he reads anime. manga, manga, and he lives with, and his parents live with him. Yes, I love that. The only thing is my friend, so me and my friend have been talking about it a lot, and she's like, do you think he's funny? And I knew she, she, because she knows how much that means to me, and I'm like, I don't think he is. He doesn't strike me as someone that's really funny, but he understands humor. He might be sneaky funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he doesn't
1: need to be the one on stage. He can just, like, make okay. the sweet one-liners to you at a party
0: that you're like, oh, my God, that's hilarious.
1: Yeah. Which is fine. Quiet but, confidence.
0: Yeah. When she said that to me, I'm like, I feel like I'm growing. What if I'm now into people that aren't, that, don't have to be the funniest person in the world? I know. Not to quote Gone Girl, but it's when she's like, I like
1: men who are funny, not funny. Uh like oh god sometimes why do I relate to Amy Dunn in this moment <laughs> terrifying i'm exposing myself as the scariest person alive on this podcast to you so thank you but for that. a lot of people are attracted to that so oh god
0: well i'm sorry to them but i feel like a text from us would be like will you kill your entire family for me? <laughs> or mine would be like, if you had to kill 15 people... No, I'm just totally
1: okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Cut that. Cut yeah. that out, Alex. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have fun Christ. here. We have fun. Uh, for the record, no one here is condoning being a serial killer. Please mm-hmm. no one do that. Thank you. Um, okay, so Janelle, where you live in New York right now. Mm-hmm. Now, where can people... Can people see you do stand-up in New York? Can people find you on the internet? Talk to us.
0: Yeah, um, on the internet. I'm on Twitter. What is your handle? At Janelle. Dennis Janelle with an h. Cool. Uh, Dennis with two n's, not the real estate agent from Chicago. There's someone with the same name as me. Uh, so yeah, Twitter, uh, Instagram, same same handle, Perfect. keep consistent. Love it.
1: And then um do you do open mics in New York or is it just like do we follow you on the internet and you'll say what you're
0: doing? Yeah, I do mics out there, but like I, I don't I couldn't have anyone see me yet. Alright. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I post about my stuff on Twitter mostly. Well you are great on the internet. Oh. And you're great thank in you. real life. Oh. Oh, thank oh, this you. this is so
1: nice. All right, everybody. That was Janelle Dennis, who is uh, my friend, and I feel really proud to brag about that. So thank you for letting me revel. Um, OK. Oh, my God. If you want to tell me what you care about and nobody else seems to, just go to my website at nobodycarespodcast.ca and then fill in all the forms and I'll read it on the air and it'll be great. Um, and I'm your host, Auntie Donahue. You can find me at Auntie Donahue on the internet where I live. OK, cool. Bye.